0: Hello again, everybody. I'm Tim and Thanks for checking out localjobnetwork.com radio and the podcast Employment Notebook, where we dive into workplace subjects people care about and discuss them with experienced professionals. Now, For this episode, we're tackling the idea of strong work relationships and some of the keys to creating those, as well as why they're important. To do so, we are joined today by Jeremy Goldman. He's the founder and CEO of Firebrand Group, He's also the author of Going Social, Excite Customers, Generate Buzz and Energize Your Brand with the Power of Social Media. Jeremy, thanks for coming on the show.
1: Hey, thank you so much for having me.
0: Well, the first question that pops into my head when we hear about work relationships is really if you can give the listeners an idea of why they are important, why they do matter for all of us.
1: It's such a great question because at the you know base value, a lot of people just say, well, of course, uh, you want to uh, uh, have good work relationships, but there are really a lot of reasons for that. I mean, a lot of it tends to stem from the fact that you're going to be more productive as a typical employee if you have strong workplace relationships, and not just being more productive, you're going to be happier in the workplace, and it actually rubs off on other people. So you start creating a culture where... Uh, everybody winds up being happier and more productive. Then you start uh, getting better employees to your company bit by bit because it's a company that people want to work for. So it's kind of a really nice virtuous cycle.
0: Sure. What about the people that are out there saying, you know what, it's my job. I just want to go do the work, take care of that, speak to only who I have to speak to and get out of there. What would your response be to them?
1: You know, I mean, I think that there are some people who just have that mindset on an ongoing basis, and there are always going to be a portion of those people who are just set in their ways who you're not going to convince otherwise. But at the same time, I would say that a decent percentage of that population, you can probably convince by saying, listen, you just want to treat work like it's a job and uh, punch out as soon as you can. But if you're interested in making a better livelihood and getting a raise, well, then actually treating relationships with coworkers is something that's going to get you there. So you have to look at the long-term objectives that you want to have for uh, improving your quality of life outside the office. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's the kind of thing that I would say to definitely uh, keep in mind, uh, and, and then you're going to be able to focus more on your workplace relationships.
0: Oh, I think you definitely bring up a, a good point there with as far as what the end game is, so to speak, for that individual and why they feel that way. Let's get into some of the details um, in terms of creating those strong work relationships. And one of the points that um, you had mentioned in an article was the idea of personal lives and how that matters. What factors or what considerations should people have if you're looking to build relationships when it comes to the personal lives of their coworkers and their peers?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that at uh, school, It's really all about showing interest in people's lives outside of the office. You're going to send people a message that you really are invested in them in general as a person and not just as what they can do for you and for your particular department. If you're able to ask questions about how's everything at home and how are the kids and little small things like that, how is your rugby league that I heard that you were in, remembering details like that and asking questions about it can go a long way because it shows you're interested really in the person mm-hmm. and how, are, how things are going on. And nobody wants to feel like they're just a means to an end and being invested in, in the actual person goes a long way towards them being invested in you.
0: Sure. Where does the idea of trust come into play here, either with that individual talking about the personal items or even how that relates to within the workplace and how trust is built?
1: Yeah, I mean, trust is built over time, Uh, so that's one of those things where some people give it very freely, some people it's going to take a while to build it, but you really have to feel like you know people well in order to trust them. I mean, if you think about it, people who are just great at their jobs necessarily, you're not going to automatically say that they're very trustworthy Mm -hmm. um, because you don't know them that well. If you build this personal relationship with people um, rather than just the solely, you know, robotic professional relationship, then you're going to have more trust because you're going to feel like you've got a more 360 degree rounded view of that individual.
0: When it comes to the personal side, however, I know a lot of people are always concerned about sort of the boundaries and what they can and can't talk about or should and shouldn't talk about. What do you offer up as a general suggestion or guideline when discussing personal items and again, keeping in mind those boundaries that might exist?
1: That's actually a great question. And I, I'd say a lot of it is you have to try to be as perceptive as possible as to somebody's level of comfort. One uh, really great way to tell uh, how people are interested and whether or not they want to talk about a particular topic is that if you bring it up with them and then they try to either change the topic really quickly or they give you as short of an answer as possible and then start to talk about something else or just leave it there, right. you know that, that lets you know their level of interest in talking it over with you. There are times where you might bring up something with somebody and then the next, like let's say a personal sports team that they're involved in off hours, and then the next time they bring it up because they know you're interested in it, and that's a great way of seeing whether or not they actually want to discuss it with you.
0: I believe I saw as well um, a mention that having a quote-unquote best friend at work has some positive benefits, and obviously you're not going to have that best friend unless you have that kind of personal relationship there. What's kind of been seen about having that best friend, how it affects you at work in terms of satisfaction, productivity? What, what's, what are some of the, what's some of the research out there that indicates the positive aspect of that?
1: So actually LinkedIn did a really interesting study uh, a while ago, which uh, showed that 46% I believe of professionals worldwide believe that having a really uh, strong work friend, a best friend at work, is very important to their overall happiness. And it wasn't just work happiness. It was their overall happiness in life. And I think part of it is because they don't carry stress over into their marriage or their uh, home life. Mm. Even if uh, you have bosses that are making a lot of odd decisions and you have coworkers that are frustrating at times. To have somebody to confide in and to actually discuss these things with makes it not nearly as bad. And that, that's one thing that people find is that having a difficult situation, not even at work, but in general in life, but having somebody to confide in makes a huge difference in terms of somebody's overall satisfaction.
0: Well, I'm sure most people listening can definitely relate to that. So um, it's always interesting to hear that moved into the workplace because I think we often think of people at home or or in our personal lives that we go to for that. So um, definitely some interesting research there that I'm sure people can look into as well. Another area that people tend to protect quite a bit is their time. Uh, Where does the schedule come into play and how can that be a source of either frustration or strength if you're looking to build that strong work relationship?
1: people are very protective of their schedules often, you know, and just as you're alluding to. And especially if somebody's a parent or if they know somebody who they, they have to be a caregiver to in general, they might need some schedule flexibility. And if you uh, work either directly um, under somebody who is able to give you that type of flexibility, or if you work in a different department with somebody and you show flexibility in organizing schedules around a few uh, important things in somebody else's life at work, then you're going to be really appreciated for that. People tend to uh, really appreciate flexibility Mm -hmm. when it's given to them, which then uh, is more likely for them to be flexible in return and to to pay the favor back.
0: Is there a negative impact to possibly, you know, like popping in on people or kind of uh, coming up with these random meetings or, or discussions? Do you see uh, that being sort of the opposite effect on a lot of individuals?
1: Some cultures are just like that where people do kind of pop in. It's not to say that uh, you shouldn't you, you shouldn't feel that you're going to be yelled at when somebody pops in on <laughs> because That's a very inflexible organization, right? But at the same time, very important to understand the fact that people have to get things done right. and nowadays you walk in on somebody chances are you're not interrupting a game of solitaire right
0: i sure hope not
1: <laughs> right exactly so i mean and, and there was a time where you could have assumed that somebody was not working at capacity you know what i mean maybe in the time of Mad Men, but nowadays that's very rare so Somebody is probably doing something important that maybe a brief interruption every now and then isn't so bad, but to make it a habit and then to have it take half an hour, and then as a result, now they can't get home to see their kid before he or she goes to sleep. You know, now you're actually really impacting their life and you're decreasing the odds that you're going to have a good working
0: relationship with that person. Sure. Another area of importance has to do with the people's work as a whole. But not only that, but the acknowledgement of it, whether it be on the peer level or with, uh, you know, with a manager and a direct report and with that relationship. But can you explain why that is so important, why that matters in terms of having that positive relationship and, and where that sort of uh, comes into play? when You're talking about work and the acknowledgement of said work.
1: Yeah. So this is, I think, one of the most important ones. And what's interesting is a lot of people don't do this, even though it's probably the easiest to do. because It doesn't really cost you anything most, most of the time if you think about have you said the job to somebody recently, you know, if it it was last week, that's not great. But Chances are somebody did do a good job this week and you just didn't notice it or acknowledge it last month. uh, You know, that's even worse. Now, obviously if a compliment would have been justified during that period, then, then why not give it? Because, It shows people that you're paying attention. You know, everybody wants to feel appreciated. You don't want to give the same level of appreciation for everything that somebody ever does so that your compliments are worth nothing. Right. right? That's the total opposite side of the spectrum. But most people don't have that problem. They've got the problem where they just don't give them in the first place.
0: What would you say are the keys to a quality compliment or giving credit? Because as you said, if you're just sort of handing them out willy-nilly, they almost seem empty. Um, So what might be some important areas that people can focus on that would help really create that idea that, hey, I appreciate what you're doing. I see the success you're having.
1: Some of it is mixing it up and doing different things for different people at different times based off of what they've done. So not just giving it to them, but bringing it up in meetings and saying, you know, one thing I really appreciated was that Jane was able to get the numbers early. I think that that's what made the project really successful. Hmm. Say that in front of Jane's manager, and that's going to really count for for a lot. Also, the same thing, giving a compliment over email with other people on PC. So, making sure that there's You know, an environment, so it's not just a one-to-one, but a one-to-many communication can really make the compliments sing. And uh, likewise, if you're giving a toast at a work event, then you're able to give credit and think, if you're being honored with an award, think, well, who else contributed to this? And paying uh, tribute to them will really ingratiate you also.
0: Sure. No, I can definitely see where that would... um really help form that bond and, and that trust and that appreciation I think those are some great some great keys for our listeners out there one last area that uh, that you had mentioned is the idea of bonding outside of the workplace uh, however that might look or, or feel why does that matter or why is that different than making the connections on a daily basis within the office how is it different
1: it's really going above and beyond. And the way that I think about this is that you're going to wind up being more successful if you're at work, you're not even thinking of it as work, right? right? Everything that you can do to make work a place where you want to be and place, instead of a place where you have to be, that's going to be a positive. So if you can create stronger relationships with, with people, and if you, and generally speaking, you know, you create stronger relationships with people by going above and beyond what you have to do. Right? You have to see people during work hours. You don't have to after work hours. So it's adding a lot to the relationship by trying to see them in a new environment. And it, it doesn't have to be something major. You know, it can be coffee in the middle of the day, uh, take a, a drink at happy hour. And it tends to reinforce bonds by seeing people in a new environment, and you're going to see them in a new light. You see a more well-rounded version of that
0: individual. Now, we wouldn't have this conversation and, and be trying to help our listeners out there if uh, you know, this wasn't a struggle in some ways for, for a number of people. So what would you say is the most common mistake or maybe a couple that people make when it comes to either trying to build relationships or just not doing it at all?
1: Yeah, That's a great question. I think really one of the top things is, especially now that people move around in the workforce pretty often, you have to really start this from from the beginning because try to do some of these things such as building relationships with your coworkers in the first few weeks versus starting out and not making any efforts and then all of a sudden, four months into a new job trying to do it. You know, mm. you, you, you seem a little strange by being friendly when you weren't in the first place. Right. So really one of the things that I'd say to people is don't think yourself in that hall in the first place. If you want to be known as the friendly guy on the block, that's probably a better thing for your career versus being the curmudgeon who sits in the corner, who just doesn't talk to people. Just really starting off on the right foot and building these relationships over time. You don't have to do it all in a day but you do have to leave the groundwork for you to continually uh, build
0: that off. Well, Jeremy, I definitely appreciated a lot of the insight you've given us uh, just based on your experiences and obviously some of the stuff you've you've read about and looked into yourself. We are getting up against the clock, but I wanted to give you the last 30 seconds here or so to give our listeners a nice takeaway from the conversation, anywhere you think would be important to mention uh, regarding our conversation in this subject today.
1: Absolutely. And yeah, I mean, I think that one of the key things is that strong work relationships is one of those things that, you can do a lot of groundwork on regardless of what level you're at. And one of the key things is that it does leave you in a better place from a work perspective. But, uh, there have even been studies that have shown that people have a better marriage lives if they have strong work relationships and, and they have a better time at work. Uh, if you're a manager, you want to make sure that all of your people have great work relationships because they're going to do a better job. As a result, and ultimately, we're all invested in our company's success, right? Because that's what pays out bonuses. So I'd say really keep at it and understand that this is going to impact not just your work life, but your outside of work life as well.
0: Once again, that is Jeremy Goldman. He's the founder and CEO of Firebrand Group. He's also the author of Going Social, Excite Customers, Generate Buzz, and Energize Your Brand with the Power of Social Media. And we've been talking today about building those strong work relationships, some of the keys to doing so and why it is so important. Jeremy, thanks again for coming on talking about this subject. We do appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much for having me again, Tim.
0: And as usual, you can get in touch with us over here at LJN Radio by shooting an email to Radio at localjobnetwork.com. If you have any comments or suggestions for future shows you'd be interested in, you can also find us on Twitter at the LJN. You can also use hashtag LJN Radio to join in the conversation there as well. For everyone at LJN Radio, I'm your host, Tim Muma. We'll talk to you later.